0: Round 2 is no joke. This is where we separate the pretenders from the contenders. Get some skin in the game with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. They're offering free-to-play pools every day. The basketball players are offering free players a free shot at up to $10,000 in total prices each day. The best part is is that it's free-to-play. DraftKings free-to-play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to pools, and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during the day's basketball games and track your results throughout the evening. Questions will range from which team will hit the most threes to which team will score. First, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit, withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now. Use promo code TBPN when you sign up to get your free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes every day of the basketball playoffs. Hit the DraftKings Pools page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code TBPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details.
1: Oh, yes, yes, yes. Somebody go. got to get that coffee. I got to get the coffee. Oh <laughs> 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 I got to get the coffee.
0: You got any sugars in there? Uh-huh. <laughs> Fantastic stuff. Would you like to welcome people
1: back? I got to get the coffee. Yes, um... <laughs> Folks, you better welcome back to another episode of Maybe Next
0: Time. Uh, I am your host, William Blueworth, my co-host, uh, Simon
1: McCormack. Nets Nation, let's get ready to rumble. Oh,
0: yeah. Back as we are each and every unrelenting week to talk each and everything Nets Nation. Simon, it's game time.
1: It's game time.
0: Um, what a time! So we are recording midday Saturday, June fifth, the first day of the epic Bucks Nets first round playoff matchup. Simon, Second round. Second round matchup. Thank you for that correction. Don't worry; I'll, fist, I'll fix it in post, Simon.
1: <laughs> yeah, and a little uh, uh, audio Lego. <laughs> I'll
0: just I'll make a note of that one, and I'll fix it in post.
1: <laughs> I can see you making a note of it right now. <laughs> uh,
0: thanks for joining us, listeners. We're super excited to talk with you on this. The Uh, Beginning of what promises to be a exciting second round matchup, as Simon so rightly pointed out. Um, I think today, Simon, in in a rare, rare instance of complete and total disagreement amongst the maybe next time hosts regarding how we project this series to play out. In one corner, standing maybe five, ten and a half, eleven in in thick (laughs) sneaks, we've got me saying, (laughs) I foresee a net sweep. In the other corner, looming at maybe five, six and a half, five, seven.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, William, you know me too
0: well. (laughs) We have... The Albuquerque attacker himself saying he thinks. <laughs> the Albuquerque attacker. I don't know. There's not really a great uh, alliterative title for Albuquerque. The Albuquerque. Assassin? Assassin. Ooh, that's way better. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the Albuquerque.
1: Hmm. Uh, Albu- arbitrator. Albuquerque. Arbitrator. Uh, arbitrator. The Albuquerque arbitrator. <laughs> Let's let's figure out an agreement.
0: <laughs> let's agree to disagree and get that in writing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd quite like to be an arbitrator. Yeah,
0: you'd be a great arbitrator. You're a tetra, right? Yeah, I'm they're, a tetra. They're 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 key arbitrators.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> we we haven't quite gotten to what the arbitrator thinks about this series, but
0: no, no, no. But are you are you satisfied with the? The title of the Albuquerque Arbitrator. Or should we keep going for more other alliterative ones? Okay, okay. Uh, the Albuquerque Arsonist, ist. <laughs> the Albuquerque Arsonist, and the Albuquerque Alchemist. That's kind of fun. That's got a, yeah, that's got that's... the AL sound. It's got a K sound in it.
1: Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So in the other corner, we've got the Albuquerque arbitrator, and he thinks, I, if I'm not mistaken, and, and Simon, please correct me if I'm wrong, I hate to, to misrepresent you, but you suspect that the Nets aren't even going to win this series. Correct. Wow. Um, we're going to get into that. Reasoning that we both have. Surely both of us have reasoning for, for our opinions yes. here, right? Um, but before that, Simon, I think our listeners have a right to know, as I believe I do, uh, how the heck you're doing?
1: I feel horrible. Hey, but I got, a, I got one for you, William. You got like an anecdote or...? Yes, I have a I have I have a little a little um, auditory treat for you. Okay, so you know it's fair to say time is not on my side. Uh-oh. It's on my front. What? <laughs> Why? Time is not on my side, William. Yeah. It's on my front.
0: What does that mean?
1: It's just like you know you say time is is not on your side. Yeah. I'm placing the time on my front instead of my side. Oh, Uh,
0: I think it'd be funnier if you were talking about T-H-Y-M-E and you're like, time, it's um, in my soup.
1: Yeah, it's not on my side. It's in my soup.
0: (laughs) See, that's a joke I can get behind. That? But wait, your time, it's that's in my—it's fr- in front of me? That's
1: your joke? Yeah, it's on my front instead of my side.
0: Did you uh, test this one with Hillary and she green-lighted yes, she it? Yeah, did
1: like she, li- she didn't
0: like it. She didn't like It's horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. You, you have some good ones, but that is not one of them. That is not recognizable to me as, as a joke. Well, or or even a meaningful state. Yeah, it's it's uh, that's a a
1: headbender for the second week in a row. I'm going to bring up the late great Andy Kaufman and say (laughs) in a few years time, that joke will be plastered all over.
0: Um, You have been bringing him up a lot lately. Have you Is there something that's inspired your recent love of the cough no i
1: i just i love that that he's described in like any sort of glowing you know uh, biography or whatever of him as like ahead of his time Mm -hmm. but that sort of assumes that people like him now and i just i have seen no evidence that he's funny At all. So I just think it's funny, too, that he's like an example that people bring up as like somebody who is ahead of their time when, in fact, he's just not funny.
0: Right. He's of no time. His humor, it didn't land then. It didn't land in the Renaissance. It didn't land (laughs) back when pharaohs ruled Egypt. Uh, And it doesn't work in 2021. Right. But he did get into wrestling, which is kind of cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. He did.
0: Okay, so we are going to turn to an interview we did with Jewel Graham of Gimme a Buck Podcast, and then we will come back and break down the series and as well as look back at the Celtic series. And you're lucky, we're going to go to a restaurant afterwards. Talk to you soon. Okay, welcome back, people. We are about to do an interview with... The host of "Give Me a Buck" podcast, Joel Graham. Joel, hey, thanks for yeah. joining the program.
2: Absolutely, thank you guys for having me. Yeah, my co-host Zach is um, uh, not sure where he is, but uh, that's all right. That's yeah. all right. He
1: he's missed.
2: <laughs> I I certainly hope he's okay. <laughs> he's definitely okay. He's out in Phoenix, so he's good. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Yeah.
0: All right, so we're gonna we're gonna try to tease out exactly what's going to happen in this series (laughs) between the three of us right now. Right. A simple enough task. Yeah. Uh, So I'm going to get us started here with a question about the buck that I am currently most terrified of, and that is none other than sharpshooter Bryn Forbes. (laughs) Do do I... Am I irrationally afraid of this Wait, man? Wait, that's who you're afraid of? <laughs> I mean, I could see a Brooke Lopez revenge game or two, but Brent <laughs> Forbes is a flamethrower who I think could be the difference in this series. Do I have any basis for that that feeling, or am I completely, uh, completely wrong about this?
2: Um... I think that you should be worried about Bryn. He has been on fire. He pretty much torched the heat. Um he he was kinda like the X Factor, you know? Um, but I'm not sure he's the guy that you need to be afraid <laughs> of. <laughs>
0: Joel, I am losing sleep over Bryn Forbes.
2: Okay. If you're losing sleep over Bryn, um what do you think we should do over uh, KD and Harden and Kyrie? <laughs> if you're losing sleep over Bryn, wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so
1: can, can I ask you what you – so William and I have, of course, watched every NBA basketball game that's ever been played. But for those who have not, who have not watched the the Bucks on a regular basis, what's something – you think Nets fans or just general casual NBA fans should know that they, that they might not
2: um, that we're dogs. I mean, <laughs> it's a thing that's going around uh, bucks, Twitter and us that saying like, we needed toughness. Like the last two years we had the number one seed, but we were a little soft, you know, um, and the bubble pretty much, destroyed us you know and destroyed Giannis the wall kind of deal but I think one thing that people don't know about us is probably our mental toughness this year just just this year um and everybody does love Brent Forbes now too so (laughs) (laughs) there is a there is a slogan we have as well Um, it's called Bucks and Six I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with that or not not familiar yeah so Uh, Brandon Jennings a couple year, a long time ago um, when we had him we were I think we were facing the heat and we were down what two games and he said bucks and six and it's it's been a lifestyle since then but I I think we should retire it but um, yeah I would have thought that the um,
0: the Raptors series a couple years back might have retired (laughs) that
2: yeah i would I, I don't like it and i did said <laughs> on twitter but a lot of people gave me flack about it but it's just never really bucks and six until this series here so
0: Oh <laughs> hot take hot take <laughs> yeah. yeah
2: um
0: all right what how big of a loss so all right i i apologize i'm starting with some some truly minor stuff how big of
2: a loss <laughs> is the big ragu the big rag goo, um, he's a loss, definitely a loss, but I think we have pieces like Pat Connington. That's the same exact player. Like on the outside looking in, I talked to a different, um, uh, podcast as well. And they were like, Dante, he's really good. He has a lot of upside, but we don't really think too highly of Dante. Like we think he's, he's all right. You know, defensively, he's really good, but he's not, he's, he's a guy that can be replaced. And I think that Dante and Pat C they do the exact same thing. So it's a loss because you don't want to see one of your guys go down, but I don't think it's anything to change a series kind of deal. Uh,
1: What do you think? Do you see like, KD and Giannis uh, spending significant times guarding each other, or do you feel like both coaches are going to try to avoid that? I mean, I, I know like the Nets, for example, switch on almost everything, so it's a little bit misleading yeah. to say like KD will be guarding Giannis because as soon as there's a screen, he probably won't be. But um,
2: yeah. but yeah, yeah. I think I think we should see a, a significant amount of KD versus Harden. Um, we do switch everything too, uh, unless it's Brooke Lopez, they don't really switch on the Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez does the drop coverage. He drops into the lane and protects the lane. And that's how a lot of people get a lot of their open shots against us. Um, hopefully you guys haven't figured that out. Uh. <laughs> yeah. They're,
0: they're, it's not a very good offense, so they probably won't be able to figure that one out.
2: <laughs> yeah. But, uh, we switch everything, but yeah, I think Giannis and Katie, I think Katie likes that. I want to guard the best player mentality, which I love as a fan. Um, But if I'm truthful, I don't think KD can guard Giannis. But on the other side, I don't think Giannis can guard KD either. So I think that one, that matchup will be fun. I think that matchup will be fun.
0: And who do you think Drew is going to guard, Harden or Kyrie primarily?
2: Um, I like Drew on Harden because Harden is the one that, like, gets your offense going. And if you can slow down, you can't stop any of your three. It's not going to happen. You can't stop them. But if you can make it tough on them, I think that Drew will be guarding James Harden, which is kind of like the point guard for you guys. So um, I like Drew on Harden.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure he'll be guard. I mean, he can he guards KD sometimes too. He's, yeah. he's very still, obviously. Do you what's what are the what's the Bucks' ideal pace um, of a game?
2: Um, well, we have one of the guys. I'm, I'm not sure if you guys know him or not. The two-time MVP guy. Um, <laughs> he likes to you know get out in the open court and. Uh, I think at one point he was leading the league in fast break points. So we like to get out and be fast, but you know, in the playoffs, everything slows down. So I think we like to play faster. We do have like this, let it fly offense where we're shooting a lot of threes. um, And we do have like different spots that our coach bud, you know, put on the court, which is all behind the three point line. So We like to get out. We like to play fast. Um, But I think the difference between the last two years and this year is that we can play half court as well. But we like to get out and go. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: So last, especially after last season, there was quite a lot of uh, consternation about Coach (laughs) Bud's inflexibility. (laughs) Uh yeah. he's got a plan and he sticks to it and he was um roundly criticized for that after after last year's collapse. As he should. As he should be. Uh this year I've heard and and Salmon's right of course we watch every single game but let's just <laughs> pretend maybe we haven't seen a ton of Bucks basketball. Yeah. Um I've heard that he is a little bit more flexible this season. Do you think that Coach Bud is is ready to make the necessary adjustments in a series like this?
2: Um That's that's a tough question because Coach Bud during the season he can make the adjustments and you're like, Did he just make an adjustment? Yes. <laughs> like that that's what you're supposed to do. Like if somebody's getting killed, get him out of there, get somebody in. But then he'll go back to his old ways. Like, this is how we're doing it. I don't care. They have to adjust to us. But what happens when they adjust to that? You're not gonna come adjust back. So to answer your question, I think with Coach Bud being on the hot seat, I think Wolge or Shams, you know, tweeted out something saying that these are the coaches on the hot seat. And then that's, you know, how and we did it the first series as well against Miami. I think he, I think he coached really well, made the adjustments. So if I had to say right now, yes, yes, I think Coach Bud has uh, and will make the proper adjustments when you guys start killing Brooke Lopez and Patsy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what's your
1: who who? Or what are you most concerned about um, for the Nets, and what, what do you think? What do you think we should be most concerned about?
2: I think we are most concerned about um, more about your role players. I think because you guys got uh, Joe Harris, which he can run wild. We know KD is going to average thirty. We know. Uh, Harden is going to average 30. We know Kyrie can average 30. Uh, we know what they bring to the table, but um, if they can average 30, that's fine. You know, that's 90 points. But if your role players get going, you know, that's when we have a little bit of a problem because Joe Harris can go off. He can shoot the ball. And yeah. hey, Lake Griffin, if he, you know, plays well, he's dunking now. So I think the most important thing is your role play. That's what I would think that we're most um, scared of right now is your role players playing well, because we know your big three is going to play well. Um, I think what you guys should be, or did you have? No, no.
0: Keep keep going. Sorry. Yeah.
2: I think what you guys should be worried about uh, is Bryn, you know, for one, (laughs) Uh, Bryn, but I think uh, Giannis as well. I mean, he's averaged, I think 39, 40 points against you. I mean, it was the regular season, but I don't believe, this is just my opinion. I don't believe you guys have an answer for Giannis and what lasts. what last series showed us, we exercised our demons against the heat. They knocked us out. We wanted the heat. We got the heat. We swept them. Um, But I think that kind of got Giannis in a, in a place where like, he's going to just play really well. And he didn't like dominate the heat. Like he played well, but he didn't dominate. But I think this series he will dominate just because you guys don't have uh, oh, Jeff Green's out too. I think Jeff Green does a good job on him, um, but I just don't think you guys have the right person that can guard Giannis. Can, so, can I
0: can I perhaps put forward a name? So we we obviously exist in a Nets bubble. <laughs> I have no no idea what what actual people outside of this bubble think. About this right. player, but I'm just going to put forward a name who I think might be our secret Giannis stopper. <laughs> he's, he's a Oops. wiry fellow out, out of the University of Georgia by the name of Nick Claxton. Uh, do, when I, I like, say, when I, I say Nick Claxton, do you have similar night terrors about him that I do about <laughs> Bryn Forbes?
2: Um, a little bit, a little bit. Um, yeah. Claxton really scares me. Um, no, I, 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 like Claxton. I think he's young. I think he's athletic and that's what Giannis has a problem with is young athletic players. Um, but I think Claxton is a little, uh, light in the wallet. I, I, I don't think he has enough, uh, muscle, yeah, and um, I don't think he's disciplined enough yet. I think he's gonna be a good player. I think he will guard Giannis at some point really well. But to guard Giannis, you have to be really disciplined. And he's like a young guy, and he likes to jump, and he likes to get out and go. You know, like he's he's just very riled up. You know, but if yeah. he can stay disciplined. I think he has the tools. I just don't think he knows how to use them the right I'm way. I'm impressed with your
1: Nick Claxton knowledge. That's a good. It's a good scouting report. But yeah, uh,
2: I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of like you guys. I watch a lot of basketball. <laughs> um so, uh, do,
1: What what role do you think PJ Tucker is going to play in this series? Because I, I I know Williams, Brent Forbes. Uh, a fanatic, but I was really hoping the Nets would get P.J. Um, in a trade. Um, but I'm curious what, how you see him coming out in this series.
2: Um, I think he'll be in foul trouble. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can see him guarding one of your big three, um, whether it's Kyrie, Harden, or KD. Um, but I think he's going to be tough. Um, and that's what we need from P.J. Tucker. P.J. Tucker is going to be P.J. Tucker. Um, He's going to play good defense. He's going to get, you know, bring that toughness. He's going to grab offensive rebounds. He's going to hit corner threes. And what I love about P.J. is he just doesn't play outside of himself. He he's not trying to dribble drive. He's not trying to shoot from the top of the key. Nowhere but the corner is the only time he shoots, you know. (laughs) Um, But I think P.J. that P.J. Tucker pick. And the Bobby Portis pickup uh, gave us that toughness, and to win a championship, I think you need a lot of good wing defenders, and he can definitely guard one through five. You know, when he was with Houston, so uh, I think that PJ pickup was really, really good. I was happy that you guys did get him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I'd say uh, for me, the 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 way I could see the Bucks winning this series is if they are so dominant on the rebounds with like mm-hmm. a Brooke Lopez and Giannis down there, that it forces the nets to play Deandre Jordan yep. at, at, which point the nets are a significantly worse basketball team. So that's anyway, that's my, that's my scouting report from the, from <laughs> inside.
2: Yeah. You guys can get those rebounds because I know, um, we, The numbers say different, but I don't think we're, like, a really good – we're a good rebounding team, but we're not, like – we're, like, lackadaisical. Like, we – the rebound will come, and Giannis – and I have to be honest, I don't believe he's, like, a good rebounder. Because what happens is the shot will go up. Everybody else is running down. So it only leaves one guy there to grab the rebound, which is Giannis. So – um i think you guys if if you want you can grab a lot of offensive rebounds for us and normally when the offensive rebound um gets uh gets captured by the other team they usually swing it out and hit a three so if you guys can get on those boards um i think i think that'll be a big problem for us
0: all right i hope that's true Um, okay so so we have definitely taken enough of your time but before we conclude we've got to ask what's your prediction and if you say bucks and six uh we're we're just gonna we're gonna cut this skype call off right away you know
2: i really i really don't want to say bucks and six because i think we should retire that but that's Bucks in. I'm going to say Bucks in six. I really do think we can win it. In- <laughs> well, uh, it's been
0: nice talking. Never talk to you again. Bye-bye. <laughs> <in my mind. laughs>
2: well, what do you guys think? What do you think?
0: Well, we have very different opinions. Simon, would you like to say yours first? I'm sure Joel will appreciate your take more than mine.
1: Yes. Yeah, I, I think Bucks in six is a reasonable prediction. I, I think it might be Bucks in seven, but I, I do think the. Um I do think the Bucks have more of what y- y- they have more ability to stop us than than we have to to stop them. So that that's basically what I think it will come down to. But
2: yeah, I know we average like 120 points so we can score, but I think this series comes down to defense. Um so Will, what do you think? Uh I am of
0: the sweep or gentleman sweep,
2: nets in 4 <laughs> or 5.
0: Oh, geez. <laughs> I mean, I think I think that, you know, I, I am ob- obviously there's a lot to be scared of about the Bucks. I think it could be the best yeah. team that the Nets face for the rest of the playoffs. But at the same time, I think that well, likely because we haven't seen the big three play that much together all season, that yeah. a lot of people are really overthinking it. And when it comes down to it, we have two MVPs and a third guy who can play at an MVP level and right. that amount of talent might just be enough to overwhelm everyone else in league like, now you know we are I think that we're not like Simon's really afraid because we're not a very tough team uh, we yeah. don't have any we don't have any enforcers out there I mean I guess Blake is sort of trying to be that Jeff Green is a little bit but so we're a yeah. little soft but those three guys if they're going it's hard for me to see anyone beating
2: us. Yeah. I think we have the defenders to do it. I think if anyone, whoever wins this, I wouldn't be surprised if it was nets and six either. Um, but I think we just have the defenders to do that. We have three good defense. We have Giannis defensive player of the year. We have PJ, we have drew holiday, which Kevin Durant has said, Hey, he's the best wing defender. You know, um, I don't know about sweep or gentleman sweep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you lost me there, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was Nets in six two. I think this'll will, this'll will be a great series, though. I think
0: it will, and I think I think a lot of people are sort of recognizing that, that the winner of this has a real good chance of, of going all the way. Absolutely. Especially if that Joel injury is is significant, which is a shame, but
2: Yeah, I don't really believe in Philly anyway. I think either one of us can can wipe them out, even with Joel and B because of Ben Simmons. So mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, hey, thank you so much for coming on, talking with us. Uh, everyone should check out Give Me a Buck podcast. It's um, the second best podcast on the Basketball Podcast Network. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Easily can I,
2: second. Can I just tell you what we do, though? So what we do is we bring a different fan from Buck's Twitter on each week. So each week is something different. Um, so we just bring somebody on and from Buck's Twitter each week is a different person. It's a nice, it's a nice time. Oh, it's that's a nice, great. Yeah. But thank you guys for having me. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for yeah, joining thank us in,
0: And we'll talk um, later this week on your podcast.
2: Yep, talk to you soon. All right, thanks, Joel. See you
0: guys. Bye. See you. Okay, we are back from our interview with Joel Graham of Give Me a Buck podcast. Simon, I uh, thought it was a great interview, uh, fun hang, and after it, would you say you are more or less confident that the Bucks are going to win this thing?
1: Um, the same amount.
0: <laughs> it did nothing to sway you one way or the Thank- other. Exactly. Okay. Well, I thought it was a great interview. Uh, we you you heard our predictions. I'm obviously all in for the Nets. Simon is all in inexplicably for the team we're playing. <laughs> I'm not all. Uh, I just want
1: to be clear. I'm not cheering for the Bucks.
0: Simon is a Bucks <laughs> stan. He <laughs> is strongly considering a move to the Middle West.
1: I love me we- <laughs> Uh
0: Milwaukee, honestly, is um, if we can speak honestly, are we permission? to speak honestly with you, Simon? Okay. Uh, Permission granted. Uh, Milwaukee is the only Midwest city I have ever liked. Okay. Yeah, I've never been. I think Chicago stinks the big one. Uh Um, I think... The The twin cities, Minneapolis, St. Paul, uh, Snoozeville, okay. uh, other than Mall of America, which obviously is a, a mecca for me, sort <laughs> of a, a, a spiritual homeland of, of yes. me and my people. Um, but Milwaukee is a great city. OK, cool. Great, I great, mean- great dive bars, cheap, right on a lake. Uh, there's a really cool museum there. Um I don't know, you want me to sell you any further or you're well, you you're all
1: in, right? Can I yeah, I would I would honestly love love to go to Milwaukee. Um can I give you one city that I that I remember enjoying as a child and I'm not sure if it's actually good, but I really had a great time? St. Louis? In, in the Midwest? Uh very close, Kansas City. Mm. I've heard good things
0: about KC. Yeah. Uh, the fine. Royals, George Brett. <laughs> <laughs> the home of George Brett. The home of third baseman? Question mark.
1: George Brett. I yeah, I don't know what position he played either. Honestly, I think he was an infielder. Okay, yep. I think that's sure. Uh, okay, sorry. So listeners, folks. listeners,
0: if you recall what position George Brett played, or say do a <laughs> very very rudimentary Google search, uh, hit us up <laughs> Twitter. Email us, whatever. Get in touch. We'd love to hear what position George Brett played. For what it's worth, I believe he played third. But I'm willing to accept that I may be wrong uh, about his position. Isn't that big of me? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Ned's Nation, please drop us a line and tell, tell us if you think it was big of William. <laughs>
0: All right, Simon. Let's talk first. Before we look to the future, let's look back, okay? Okay. Uh, Let's talk first series. A series, again, you were confident the Nets were going to struggle to get through. It was a gentleman's sweep, and uh, I think all but the person I'm speaking with now uh, believed it was going to be a very easy series for the Nets, and it proved to be a very easy series for the Nets. Um, I want to do a very, 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 very... Quick stats breakdown here. Okay. Um, and I want you to tell me if you notice a pattern. So I'm gonna give you the top three leading scorers, leading rebounders, and leading assisters in that series, okay? Okay. And you you are one underrecognized quality of yours is your pattern recognition. <laughs> <laughs> It's an oft-overlooked quality of yours. So. People love my gait.
1: <laughs> they love your gait for sure. Your, your main, my main, uh huh. <laughs> but they don't always give me credit for my pattern recognition. That is completely correct. Thank you for acknowledging it. You're welcome. Um, it's been twenty years of friendship, and <laughs> it's about damn time somebody. <laughs> Somebody noticed.
0: All right. So now you're going to have to break out those, those skills right now. Okay. So leading scorer for the series, uh, KD with 32.6, followed by James Harden at 27.8, followed by Kyrie with 24.8. That's scorer. Rebounders. Leading rebounder was Kevin Durant, 7.4, James Harden with 7.2, and Kyrie with 6.4 rebounds.
1: Wow. That's a lot for Kyrie. Uh, that's a lot
0: for Kyrie. Assists. James Harden was a leader with 10.6. KD was number two with three, and Kyrie was number three with 2.8. Simon, what the heck is a the pattern there?
1: The three um, of our best players are also the stat leaders.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's wild, though, that even in rebounds—
1: Yeah, that is really surprising.
0: They're the top three, which is pretty remarkable. You will not be surprised um, that they are also the top three in terms of PER for the series. Harden with a 29.78, which is a staggeringly high PER. That's like MVP level. Uh, If you're at 30, you're basically the mvp guaranteed uh kd with 25.9 Kyrie with 18.5 so they remain in the top three there can you guess simon this is so you're great at pattern recognition you're an okay guesser no shade no shade but we're trying to be frank open honest
1: here (laughs) always i can't wait till we get to something i'm shitty at (laughs) oh it's coming (laughs) baby (laughs)
0: <laughs> bringing energy to the podcast.
1: <laughs> William, I'm drinking my JoJo.
0: I know you're drinking your JoJo. You're holding up remarkably well. I think our listeners, I, I know I am proud of you. I hope our listeners are as well.
1: As, as soon as we turn this podcast off, I, I, I'm i flipping the switch right back off.
0: <laughs> I, uh, I played pickup basketball this morning, and I was wearing my goggles out there for the first time, and I got hacked right in the eye and i am having uh, i have a burgeoning black eye going so oh um, jesus
1: who 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 done it oh some
0: dirty dog out there (laughs) i actually don't know i'm first and last name we did uh we were running five on five full court wow yeah it was really fun um all right anyway simon guessing time so you know the top three harden kd Kyrie. who do you think are four and five in per on the nets
1: I'm gonna say Joe Harris and um, and Bruce Brown.
0: So, Simon, uh, put a pillow on the floor because your jaw's about to hit it.
1: Okay, I'm ready.
0: Uh, Joe Harris is not in the top five. P.E. Ouch. Number four, with a 13 P-E-R, Bruce Brown. Okay, okay. And coming in at number five, our boy from Georgia, Simon, Georgia lawyer. (laughs) He loves himself a peach, a white peach, a white Georgia peach. A white Georgia
1: peach. He loves a white peach. He loves a, a peach peach. An orange peach. Oh, yeah. oh, a peach-colored peach. Like colored to chew, peach. A, chew the tobacco and eat a peach. I yeah. love a peach on his porch in his rocker. Oh, yeah. A, a glass of lemonade. He got a lemonade and ice tea makes a little Arnold Palmer for himself My, on his I'll, porch. Arnold Palmer.
0: He loves an Arnold Palmer with <laughs> his peach. <laughs> It's Nick Claxton. It's Nick Claxton. <laughs> <laughs> it's Nick Claxton. Isn't that great though? Bruce Brown, Nick Claxton coming in four and five. The the, the gritty glue guys, the defensive wunderkins, the uh, most exciting two players I think on the team. Other, I mean, you know, the the stars are great, whatever. But I find myself very, very, very much um, like strongly rooting for those two guys in these games. I feel like they're in some way. True nets, whereas the, the the like superstars just feel kind of like interlopers or something.
1: Right. Those those two are in the mold of our um, shitty nets teams for sure. Exactly. They, they, they try hard. They have limited skill sets. Bruce Brown is literally terrible at. I think you brought this up. He is terrible at everything a guard is supposed to do. Oh yeah. Like he's one of the worst passers. Can't, like I have ever seen. Yeah,
0: can't pass, and, can, can't shoot. Uh, his floater game is cringeworthy. <laughs>
1: uh, but he gets his points, and he gets, like, more rebound. I, be- I bet he's, like, he's got to be top five rebounder for sure. Oh, would, for I'd, sure.
0: And definitely his offensive rebounding percentage for a 6'4 guy is um, yeah. just, yeah, stratospheric. Amazing stuff. We love you, Bruce Brown and Nick Clarkson. George O'Peachanot, Arnold,
1: Arnold Palmer. <laughs> <laughs> that's where you mix
0: the lemonade and the tea together.
1: I I love an Arnold Palmer. I I that's another drink that like I don't have almost ever, but I love it whenever I have it.
0: Yeah, what's not to love, right? You got your yeah. sweet, and you got your mm, neat. <laughs> I always think a tea is iced tea is a neat drink. Mm, uh-huh. Okay, <laughs> not just for rhyming purposes. Right, the, the word ice is in it, but <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Neat. It's just a tidy drink, isn't it?
1: Yeah, ti- right. It's a tidy Neat drink. As in
0: cleanly. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> On your front porch and your rocker tray, <laughs> your rocker and your rocker. Is that a
1: rocker tray chair?
0: All right, Simon. Let's head head to the headline of the week. Okay. Kevin Durant and, parentheses, possibly the greatest basketball team of all time. Simon, is this the GBTAT?
1: No. You don't think we're the Uh,
0: GBTAT?
1: I I don't, and I don't think the (laughs) – I think that that uh, story – for all I, I, I. So this is a story in in New York Mag, right?
0: Yeah, let's pray Sorry,
1: in New York Times Magazine. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah,
1: um, and I think that well, you almost it, got it,
0: you almost got a Pinocchio there, Simon.
1: Yes, I did almost get. Thank you. <laughs> liar, liar, pants on fire. Politifact, <laughs> don't at me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Bernie Sanders or someone to the left of like <laughs> Joe Harris. Manchin. Yeah. So Joe Manchin. Um, yeah. Don't, don't attack. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm, I'm, not a sensible centrist. <laughs> but please don't attack me. Um, so I um, but but I I, I think that 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 piece I, I I found myself William feeling, like um a um a coastal elite. Because I really enjoyed reading the the, the prose in that um, in that article, even though it it didn't contain any like you know new info. It was not written for like a Nets fan. It was clearly written, of course, for your New York Times magazine readers right. who are you know by and large probably not huge sports hounds. Right.
0: They don't they don't care for sports ball.
1: Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know. Uh, um, Mitt Romney, um, when he was running, said he was a big fan of sport.
0: It's <laughs> what we call it at the Yacht Club. <laughs> anyway, you identify with me, right, you raging right-wing Republican base. You were in the, uh, the 400 million under 40 club, weren't you?
1: <laughs> exactly. Um.
0: Okay, so SI also came out with an article about the greatest basketball team of all time GB Tote uh, by Michael Pena Great article Now this is an article for basketball fans The sports yeah. Sports Illustrated article It brought you facts, it brought you figures <laughs> It broke down why the Nets were so good offensively his the headline to his article brooklyn is scarier than anyone imagined by nearly every metric this nets playoff squad is something the nba has never seen before great article simon i know you wanted to discuss it i've got a few pull out things that sort of popped out to me but i want i want you to have the opportunity to tell nets nation what you liked about this thing
1: so i I, I really like this this is from the same I believe the same author Michael Pena who wrote that um, Kyrie's bizarrely bad defense story
0: mm-hmm.
1: which was also very good i I, I think this I, I, I like his um, his stories but yeah it just goes through and and I'll leave you to, to I, I don't have any pull out stats but it but it um, it 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 is interesting to think about like just how good the Nets offense is because um you know I just feel like for me anyway like I, I, I this season has just been sort of like I've just been taking it like day at a time you know what I mean and think you know like it's like oh like this player is out and can we get through this stretch of like four games without harden or whatever or how long is Katie gonna be out or what we've been struggling with this, or whatever, and it's like I haven't really thought big picture about this team very much at all. Mm-hmm. And this story sort of spells out kind of well, I mean, and, and it, it you know, it, it, it mostly relies on like, um, or a lot of it is, is stats from the Celtics game, which or Celtics series, which I, I think everyone acknowledges the Celtics were um, except me. Acknowledges that the Celtics are not a very good team at all. No, um, but yeah. So I'll, I'll yeah I'll go with, to you here.
0: Okay. Well, I'll I'll be brief here. <coughs> but there were just some jaw-dropping things about about the Nets' offense uh, throughout the article, such as. Uh, you know, Brooklyn having the greatest offense ever recorded, in spite of the fact that their three best players played in 11% of the games together at the same time. Uh, in the Celtic series, they averaged 1.28 points per possession. Yeah. That is basically like, let's like, if LeBron got to post up Landry Shamit. Every play, I don't think the Lakers would average one point two point two eight points per possession. That's that is a staggeringly high number uh, <laughs> per per possession. As as he says, it's an unheard of number. Um, all the th- the other thing that really stood out to me, and that it, the eye test certainly confirms this is the ISO, ISO, ISO nature of Brooklyn in the playoffs. So in the first round, Brooklyn almost tripled its isolation frequency, spending 31.4% of its possessions going one-on-one. That's up from about 12% in the regular season. So when you watch one of these games, and I know it stood out to us immediately, you're like, oh God, this is just pure ISO basketball. Uh, That is borne out by that, that statistic. It is just... Isolation basketball. Uh, good part about that is we have three of the best isolation scores in the history of the game on our team. Yes. Uh, final thing I wanted to bring up: they're really good in the half court, mm. averaging one hundred and seventeen point seven points per possession in the half court. Do you know what the league average is, Simon? No. Ninety-eight point seven. So we wow. are a full 19 points better than league average when, we, when the, the pace gets slowed down um, and we have to play half-court basketball, which is something that always happens in the playoffs. So yes. very, very good, promising signs. Part of the reason why I think this team has a very, very realistic chance of beating the Bucks and possibly blowing the Bucks out.
1: Yeah, it was, a, yeah, I was a. So I, I will say, William, I, I know we've covered my skepticism, but I agree with you that I think our maybe our biggest advantage and, and what I think one of our um, keys to victory is, is making it a half-court game. Because, like, Giannis, for sure, can definitely score in the half-court, and, and as um, Joel Said it's not like the Bucks are terrible in the half court, but they they are not. I don't believe in, the, in this playoffs where like even like a top five ha- half court um, team. So like I, I I do think that that because uh, they just don't have. I mean you you know Giannis can can score, but even he is not like a like you want to go to him like every play and just have him like, I mean, that's why they've collapsed
0: in the playoffs for the last few years, because when it does come down to that in the playoffs, they don't have someone who can generate the offense in the half court. Right. Which again, um, good sign for the Brooklyn Nets, but Simon, I'm, I'm afraid we're, we're already running late and I'm afraid we're not going to have a chance to visit Milwaukee together Unless we turn to that. So are you comfortable doing that?
1: I. Oh, can we quickly just talk about the (laughs) the Kyrie thing? (laughs) Yeah, but no. Um, (laughs) Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Okay. So since we last spoke on this podcast, uh, Boston once again disgraced itself as only Boston can um by immediately proving Kyrie right that they are hostile goombas um, and <laughs> that's a, a technical guy, term a like just exactly who you would picture person through a bottle at Kyrie like exactly the face you imagine a bloated disgusting fat piece of crap through oh through <laughs> a bottle a, a a a plastic bottle at Kyrie, shameful of course. But here's something I kinda wanna just quickly touch on, William. I'm gonna put on my S social my SJW hat here for just one second. Social Justice Warrior folks. Social Justice Warrior for the for the folks the uninitiated. Um I noticed like Ned Steely and and I think others were like Basically, like, cheering on, like, criminal charges for this guy. He's charged, I believe, with, like, a felony. Yeah, he could get, like, like, ten years in prison. Yeah, attacking somebody with, like, a dangerous weapon. Like, folks, I don't know about you, but I've been hit by a plastic bottle. It is not a pleasant experience. No one deserves that, but... Good God, like you shouldn't be caging someone for throwing a bottle at, at, at someone. That I agree. The the, the
0: the carceral lust yes. <laughs> of, of the whole thing is, is off-putting. I know that they want to set a strong example to, to make people not uh, do this because there's been, you know, obviously a, a series of these like escalating events of people um, assaulting NBA right. players, which is very very bad, but I th- that our our knee jerk reaction to that is like lock them up, fuck them, put them in prison for the rest of time it, it, is exactly. is really awful.
1: It, exactly, and it's also from the same people who are like Black Lives Matter, you know, like po- po- you know we got to change policing. Like, do you think that? Because if you do think that, you realize that you are. Saying the exact opposite if you're like, yes, deterrence works, Right. But, like it's about punishing and deterrence and, you know, like vengefulness that that is those are all effective and good. Um, goals for for the system, uh, but Black Lives Matter and policing needs to be you know transformed or whatever. Right. Like you can't have defund it both the ways.
0: police, but also jail his ass
1: <laughs> for years for throwing a bottle. Right. A plastic bottle. Right.
0: Okay. Well, thank you for bringing in uh, bringing that in. It's always good to get your your take on the the Boston <laughs> fan scene. Yeah. Thank you, William. Um, and now we are going to turn listeners at the 52 minute mark to a restaurant in Milwaukee, because what we're going to try to do is we're going to try to get a sense of our opponent by visiting some of the restaurants they may frequent in their town. So we are going to go to a place Simon picked out called AJ Bombers. Simon, why the heck did you pick AJ Bombers? What the heck is an AJ Bomber? I I don't actually know. Oh, I don't know what an AJ bomber is. Do you? I mean, their menu would suggest that it is a type of plane that drops missiles. Oh, and great! Bombs. No, you're right. Yeah, you're totally right. Bombers. I mean, there are there are bombs throughout the throughout menu. Throughout the menu, yeah. Yes. So I know you know you're, you're you are a, a prison abolitionist, but you um, love martial law and and the rule of bombs.
1: Yes, I think everyone should be able to not only own any gun they want but any bomb they
0: want. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> you, no, you don't need a, a conceal and carry license if you're if you're carrying a bomb around.
1: No, that's right. Bombs don't kill people, people kill people.
0: <laughs> How are you going to stop another guy with a bomb if you
1: yourself don't have a bomb? Exactly. It's just going to be the bad people with bombs. Um, okay, sorry before thank you for that folks for enduring our every town USA plug there. Um, uh, I actually am fairly ambivalent on the gun control issue but um, anyway, okay folks, bombers. Um, I love this place William. did you know that the, 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 the thing that instantly attracted uh, me to this place is that it's it's a, one of those restaurants where they have um, peanuts. That you can just shell and throw on the ground.
0: Oh right, right, like a like a a, a cast off bomb.
1: Exactly, exactly, like a bombshell. <laughs> now, and also, William, did you ever go to the one restaurant in Albuquerque that I am aware of that that allowed you to do this? It's no longer around, but it was Texas Landon Cattle. Oh, I did go to Texas Land and Cattle, for sure. Yes, and they had, like, barrels of peanuts, and yeah. you could just walk around. You and just walk pe-
0: over there, stick your, you know, disease-covered hand <laughs> into a communal yeah. peanut barrel, <laughs> eat your nut, and throw it on the ground, and watch the person getting much, much less than minimum wage have to clean up after you. <laughs>
1: okay. It didn't look like they were cleaning it very much. But.
0: No, I mean it was. They would do a quarterly clean. You would walk. You would walk in, and and there was like a foot and a half of fossilized peanut <laughs> <laughs> shells
1: on the floor. Exactly.
0: Um, okay, great reason to go to AJ Bombers. Let's make quick work of this menu. It's a great one, but I think uh, just for our listeners' sake, we're going we're going long on this baby. Yeah. Uh, All right, so what are you going to get to drink? I'm going to get the Bloody
1: Bomber. The Bloody Bomber, and what's in Um, a Bloody Bomber? It is um, Bomber's Secret Bloody Mary Recipe, garnished with our signature A.J. Burger Strip, which is a strip of bacon, with Munster Cheese. Oh, no, it's not. I'm sorry. It's something else. A.J. Burger Strip with um, Munster Cheese and Applewood Bacon. Ooh.
0: So you get a plus.
1: Yeah. Sorry. sorry, Go ahead. No, go ahead. Plus uh, an olive and pickle and serve with your choice of Miller High Life or Miller Lite Shorty.
2: Mm. Mm Mmm.
0: Sounds great. Yeah. Uh, So, Simon, I'm going to go for something that in real life I would never, ever, ever, ever order. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to get one of the boozy custard shakes. So one thing I've noticed about the Midwest in in my time spent there is they're really into custard. And were (laughs) you to ask me to give you an accurate definition of custard? I would have absolutely no no idea where to start. I can't. I don't know if it's like inherently frozen, or if that's just the state that most people serve it in. I know it's like. I think it's like pudding, but I'm not confident in that.
1: Right. Okay. So anyway, I, I, I don't know. I, I have no. I have no idea. I have no idea what. what but
0: they what. love it. They love that shit out there. They have some place. I forget <laughs> what it is. Uh, Culver's or something like that. Yeah, it's called Culver's. And the thing you get there, there are two things you get there. One is the Butter Burger, which okay. is like a bu- a burger cooked in a great deal of butter.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Um, and then you get that with a custard, a frozen custard drink. <laughs> Just like I need to, to add on a completely extraneous... Three thousand calorie drink here with my right. with my butter burger. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I'm getting a boozy custard shake, Simon, because obviously I love a custard, mm-hmm. um, and I'm going to get the cinnamon crunch boozy <laughs> custard shake. It's custard, of course, uh, with custard. You're just having pudding in a drink. It's disgusting. <laughs> you people are are, are sick. Uh, but this part is not sick. Fireball comes Ooh. after it. Bailey's. Cereal crunch. Uh huh. Oh, that's it. Eleven dollars. Okay. Sounds Yow. fun. So, fireball, Bailey's cereal, and pudding. You're getting in a drink. <laughs> so I think custard is closer li- to ice cream. Isn't live it, it
1: up, folks. Than pudding.
0: I don't know what. Like, that's the point. I don't know what custard is. No one explains it. <laughs> No one explains it to me. <laughs> Explain what the fuck, Custard is? <laughs> uh, okay. Now well, let's go to the main menu. Which, of course, at the top of it, there are there's one bomb, and then three giant hamburgers that are depicted in lieu of what would normally be bombs dropping. Uh-huh. Um, so just to you know, kind of kind of wet your appetite. Nothing makes me hungry like the idea of total destruction wrought by a <laughs> devastating weapon. Uh, let's split some 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 awesome apps, should we?
1: Uh oh, yes, of course. I sorry, I didn't even didn't even register that we had to do apps. Ooh, I think I see something on there that you're gonna like. If you're referring to the buffalo chicken egg rolls, you are completely correct.
0: Well, that sounds amazing. That wasn't what I was thinking about. But, yeah, that would be great to try. Were you going to do, ranch or blue cheese with that? Uh, blue
1: cheese. Yeah, okay. That's the name of my game.
0: Uh, I was thinking the next item you'd be into, the
1: frickle. No, I keep telling you I don't <laughs> like... Fried pickles. Quit saying that. Okay. Uh, Well, we have
0: to get the cheese curds because we're in Wisconsin. (laughs) You just got to do it. Uh, They are generally pretty damn good. And it comes with Chipotle Ranch. Tip of the cap to that. Yes. Uh, um, All right. What uh, are you going to get for your main? It looks like it's basically just burgers.
1: Yes. Um, I'm going to get the cheese on cheese on cheese. Oh, triple cheese. That's right, with a quarter pound patty with Colby cheese. I'm getting the sense that Colby is a Wisconsin thing. Colby is king in WI. <laughs> American cheese, and then fried, um, with cheese curds. Uh, sorry, fried Wisconsin cheese cheese curds, um, and then that is sauced with Chipotle ranch.
0: Nice. Well, I, Simon, I'm going to get the Beyond Burger because I'd like to get punched in the face. So (laughs) I'm getting the Beyond Burger TM, a quarter-pound, 100% plant-based patty, Munster cheese, lettuce, pickles, and tribute sauce. Sounds pretty damn good to me. Oh, yes. Love a Beyond Burger. Um, Simon, what do you think, having perused AJ Bomber's menu, tells us about the opponent the Nets will be facing in the first round. They are obese. <laughs> <laughs> I think conditioning is going to be a bit of an issue for this Milwaukee Bucks team. <laughs> Do you think any of the Bucks have ever visited A.J. Bombers? <laughs>
1: I hope so. Do you think Brooke Lopez frequents it? Um, yeah, he might. He seems like he's a fan of death and destruction. <laughs>
0: Uh, Brent Forbes probably does. He's a flamethrower from outside.
1: Right, right.
0: Uh, Well, thank you. This was a great choice, Simon. And um, I had a lot of time thinking about you liking Frickles.
1: Yeah, I don't, Nets Nation. (laughs) Get my name
0: out your mouth. (laughs) Um, All right, Simon, where can people find us? And when they find us, what should they do?
1: Well, you gotta find us on Anywhere that you get podcasts <laughs> And then you can follow us On Instagram or Twitter At maybe Next time, And um, send us a message Either through that platform Or at maybe Next time at gmail.com And also please, please post five-star reviews We need them We love them We've got to please please we got to have them
0: we got to have them it's not it's not a huge ask uh we really like you if there were any way of of reviewing our listeners i think i would give them five stars wouldn't you
1: i would too we have the best listeners in the game i would hammer the five
0: star five star for any and all listeners um and uh, we'd appreciate you to reciprocate that hammering of the five-star. Uh, Simon, it's been an absolute pleasure. I will see you very soon. Uh, and Nets Nation, let's go uh, get a W tonight. It'll be the first of uh, four quick and relatively easy ones, I think. Um, and we'll go ahead and uh, uh, see ya. I was tired of
1: my lady. We'd been together too